Hello and welcome to our new podcast where we're going to be talking about culture shock. So what it is, why it happens, how we can recognise it and some tips and ideas for managing it. I'm Effie, I'm a counsellor with the counselling and mental health team. Hi, I'm Harriet, I'm uh, the international student coordinator from Student Services. Hi, I'm Anika. I'm an Outreach Wellbeing Ambassador and a second year psychology student. Hi, I'm Kaylee and I'm also an Outreach Wellbeing Ambassador and I am currently a third year placement student in psychology. Thank you guys. So that's us. We're going to have a think now about what we mean when we talk about culture shock because it's a term that I think most people are familiar with. But, but what do we mean when we talk about culture shock? So I think culture shock is can be quite a feeling of disorientation when you're not used to being somewhere unfamiliar, particularly if it's related to a different country or a different culture where they've got lots of different or unfamiliar values or way of life. It can be quite common that international students and potentially home students slightly experience a bit of culture shock on arrival to the UK and to Bath. And then again, that can also come back again when you go back home, having got used to the place you were living in before. I think there's quite a lot of disorientation in the sense of at the beginning, it can feel quite exciting to move to the new place. And there's a lot of new things to experience, new people to meet. So it can be really great, a kind of honeymoon stage, as it were. And then it once you've kind of settled in a bit more, that can be where it starts to really get a bit more confusing. But then that will change again as you get used to it and as you start learning the new values and, and ways that people go about things. Um, and that can really then come back into your own independence um, from there. Yeah, thanks, Harriet. And am I right in thinking that you can almost cycle through those stages and sort of go in and out of of different stages that is not that you follow a nice, neat, linear kind of order of things that you can feel really good one moment and then feel really disorientated and then feel really great again and then back again into a state of feeling not so good? Is that the case that you sort of go in and out of these stages? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it might be that you've experienced one thing and find that really challenging. And then as a few weeks go on, you get quite used to that and you kind of feel a lot more familiar with that. But then suddenly something else will crop up that you don't understand or you're not used to. And then that can kind of throw you backwards a little bit. So, yeah, as you said, it's not it's not a linear kind of pathway it can be quite up and down and almost forwards and backwards yeah yeah. interesting thanks Harriet so we have an idea of, of maybe what it is next question is how we might recognize it yeah how do we kind of know if we're experiencing culture shock and I guess yeah from students that I've met and spoken with it may be that you notice a change in how you're feeling so that maybe is a sort of an obvious sign. So you might be feeling particularly sad or lost or kind of numb or flat. 
or really anxious and nervous. You might notice a change in your behaviours. So you might just notice that you're kind of withdrawing more than usual. You're not really going out and you're staying in your room more than you would do otherwise. Or you're phoning home maybe excessively, whatever that is. Or even, yeah, you're starting to miss lectures. So good idea just to, to be aware of, of the signs, some of the signs that, that you're experiencing culture shock. And Harriet, have you noticed anything else in that respect? I think it's a lot about, I think there's a big combination between feeling homesick and feeling or experiencing culture shock. So, you know, there might be a bit of a doubt put in there as well in terms of whether you've made the right decision and whether you're in the right place and whether it's the right thing for you. I think particularly if you're not enjoying or you're not quite understanding the culture that you're in, that can be quite difficult. I know that the, the British weather, if we're speaking specifically about the UK, I know that the British weather is not the easiest to get along with necessarily. Um, and I don't think starting in September, the nights obviously get a lot darker <laughs> as you go into then mm. October and the December. So it's kind of combined with the initial sort of starting phase of it being a bit tricky and then moving into very dark nights and cold. Yeah. So I don't think that combination helps either sometimes. Not a good combination. So yeah, things to maybe look out for, changes to your mood or your behaviour. Are there any specific issues then that, that students face in particular when it comes to culture shock? Anika, have you, have you got anything to say yeah I think one big one is the whole fact of just trying to integrate into society and this is true for all uni students I think because you're just trying to find your community we're in a bunch of uh, with a bunch of people you've never met before but especially for international students and especially if you're put into an accommodation or in a group with other international students you can sometimes feel like you're in a little bit of a bubble and you're not really having the full uni experience but at the same time that can be also a little bit of a comfort um, you don't feel as alone you see people who are experiencing the same things that you do and maybe facing some similar problems as well so it's just a good mm. idea to look at both sides of that as well yeah so be, being with other international students is helpful but sometimes it it makes it that bit harder to to integrate fully into the rest of u university society yeah yeah for sure i think another part of just trying to integrate is also just understanding the new bits of culture that you might not be familiar with. So I think in university in general, there is a big drinking culture and party culture. Um, and if you feel like that's not something you're very interested in, um, you can feel a little bit isolated and left out. So just, I guess, being aware of that and perhaps trying to find your people a little bit early on. So find other people who perhaps are not so big on drinking and partying just to make it a little bit easier to integrate and not feel as isolated. Yeah good thank you. And Kaylee, what about language? Where does that come in to culture shock? I think for me it's about making sense of the language like for example as an ESL I there were some of the localized slang term and like unwritten social rules that I initially found confusing to pick up on 
to give an example, so when people start the sentence with you're right, I would be left puzzled and question myself, do I not seem all right to people? But in the end of the day, I think it's just another way for people to say hello. It would definitely have a lot of impact on the social aspects and even the way we understand lectures. But I think eventually it just takes time to pick up on about language in another way. The way we speak language might not even be understood by most people. We don't have the importance of saying please and thank you in our culture, but not saying it here could sometimes be perceived as rude for some. Gosh, I guess you can, your English can be really good, uh, but then when you come and live in an English-British society, it can be quite different, you know, because they're as you say, there's slang, there's colloquialisms that are confusing. Um, and maybe it's a, a question of getting used to it and being patient because it just takes time to get used to that that element of language. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And what about kind of day-to-day living? Are, are there any sort of little challenges that you've noticed as, as you've settled in? when it comes to kind of making sense of British life? Yeah, I think um, the biggest part about the domestic arrangement that comes as a shock for me is that tap water is safe to drink. Still today, I am still strongly hold to my um, my previous culture and I still a bit hesitant when it comes to drinking out of tap water. So I think for a lot of people who are in the same situation as me, I think um, getting yourself like a filter jug water would help a lot even though it's just psychologically you know that it's gonna be better even though um if it makes sense or not um yeah but yeah um i think finding yourself some ways to like make it feel more like home for you like for example the absence of ceiling fans is also a shock for me and you know you just find ways to get yourself another fan in your room Mm -hmm and makes it more like home yeah seemingly quite small details that, that I think can all co- contribute to that sense of disorientation mm-hmm. and um Harriet's touched on the weather I mean we talk about the weather all the time in the UK yeah and uh, it's notoriously bad in the UK rainy dark the nights are drawing in the the weather is unpredictable changes because we're a little island and um that can have a huge impact i think on your mental health how you feel i think to reiterate um herod's point the weather is really unpredictable um it could be rainy one moment and sunny in less than an hour just to make it harder to plan a day i think it's always smart to bring a raincoat everywhere you go and um I think to talk about mood, it also sometimes could be known as the seasonal affective disorder and also in simpler terms, the winter depression. It's, um, it, I think it still affects me and I don't think it only affects international students. It affects local students who are away from home for the first time, you know, because it's closer to Christmas and the days are shorter. But I think at this time, it's when people get closer to each other. So like bonding with your flatmates, 
you know get extra special because everyone just like to close out at the end of the day yeah thank you and I mean the thing that we haven't talked about the really obvious thing is just homesickness isn't it so um, missing missing your home your your country your culture your family your friends food music everything that kind of goes along with with home yeah and that feeling of of homesickness really missing it longing for it so I guess that's another big part of of culture shock and really I, I think people listening to this are going to want to know well what can we do about it is there anything that will make culture shock a bit less intense or help me to settle make it a bit easier and Anika and Kayla you you've kind of lived through this you, you know this is your own lived experience um, and I think you've got quite a few ideas for, for just how to make it that bit easier so if we're thinking about the practical steps that, that we can take Anika do you want to start us off thinking about that um, yeah so I think it's one of those things of just being physically and mentally prepared so physically just think about maybe things that you that will help remind you of home that you won't be able to get in where at university so for me I carried a lot of food over because I mean that's one thing that really brings me comfort um but even just photos particular decorations um things like that that just bring you that little bit of extra comfort and um help a little bit with that homesickness feeling but also as Harriet, I think, mentioned in the beginning, that this isn't a linear path. So just mentally preparing and realising that you're not just going to magically integrate into society and university. It is going to take time. And that's true for everyone. It's not just an international student problem. The first people you meet at university are more than likely not going to be your best friends. You're going to meet a lot of people and you're going to find the ones that you really click with and you're going to adapt to all the little differences in culture um, and it will take time but it it won't feel like you're isolated and you're on the outside forever so just keeping that in mind and not feeling too intimidated and overwhelmed as soon as you get here is just good to think about as well. Yeah thank you and just to reiterate what you both already said the, the importance of, of acknowledging that you're going to be feeling some unusual feelings maybe um that it maybe is going to be challenging at times uh and that this is normal uh and and having a degree of acceptance around that you know the the, the feelings that come up the sense of feeling a bit lost a bit confused you know, wor- worrying that you've made the right decision that yeah it, it, it is normal and as anika has said it it takes time to to settle ultimately. Kaylee, have, have you got anything to add on that point? Yeah, I think making contact with older international students who have been through a similar situation would definitely help a lot. For me, I reach out to um, someone who I know that's in the UK right now, but also from the same home country as me. I think um, in the first two weeks, it really, the homesickness struck me really hard. And it was also nighttime here. And it was just like, I think it was about midnight. 
back at home and like it's impossible to call my family at that moment. So reaching out to someone that you know is here and have been through the similar situation and I think they're more than happy to let you know what to do and help you out throughout of it. And in case if you don't know who to reach out on and you feel extremely homesick and lonely, especially in the night, that's always the bath night line that's happy to help. We will put links at the end of this podcast to um, to various sources of support that you can uh, tap into. Thanks, Kaylee. Um, and going back to the topic of seasonal affective disorder, what role do you think exercise plays in all of this? I mean, for me, uh, I think it's really important um, uh, as well, like last year, especially when COVID was a boundary for almost any uh, like social interaction and just going outside, it was hard, but walking around it was and just getting a little bit of exercise in here and there is really important and I think Bath is also just a perfect uh, city just to get those steps up really every time I come back I somehow increase the number of steps my average number of steps so it's really nice um it's also Bath itself has amazing facilities for uh physical exercise so just to make the most of those as well but yeah thank you so yeah, make the most of of the location. Get out there. Get 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 as much natural light as possible. And do ask for help. You know, reach out to student services, to the wellbeing team. If you if you find you, you, yourself struggling, good idea. It's not always um, possible in practice, but but a good idea to start looking for help before you reach crisis point and treat your mental health in the same way that you would treat your physical health. You know, we, we spend, well, some of us more than others, uh, time and energy looking after our bodies, going to the gym, eating well. But, you know, let's do the same for our mental health as well. Make sure that we're mentally resilient and in, a, in a, as good a place as possible. So get in touch ask for help come come to us come go to the well-being service and via the well-being service to the counseling and mental health service and we do have options available for speaking to somebody in your first uh, language if that is helpful so so that is possible ask for help recognize when it's maybe becoming a problem and reach out to others who have been through similar um, or and or to our well-being services. So we hope that um, this has been useful for you um, and given you some ideas for how to settle in and how to get through this potentially challenging new chapter. Um, we'll put links with the podcast for uh, various resources but Otherwise, it's just left to say um, thank you for listening and thank you from from all of us, from Kaylee, Anika and Harriet. It's been really good to have this conversation and we hope that it's been helpful for you. And good luck and have fun and enjoy, enjoy your time at Bath.